Long ago, Teenick made awesome content. Then, everything changed when coronavirus attacked. Only Avatar, The Last Airbender from 2005 could entertain people, but in 2008, it vanished, completed. Twelve years passed, and the network discovered a new after-show, a retro rewind of Perfect TV. And although our panelists are remaining safe indoors, we have a lot of time remaining for isolation. But I believe the AfterBuzz TV after-show can save the world. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV's Avatar The Last Airbender rewatch show. We're still stuck in quarantine, of course, so we figured why not go back and watch one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Joining me today, we've got a little bit of a smaller panel today. We've got our Earthbender, Gunner Texera. Gunner, how you doing, bud? What's shaking, everybody? Doing just fine. And we have our swamp bending producer, Ryan, in the booth. Ryan, how are you doing today? You know, I'm doing all right, Eric Jellyfish Jewel. I'm uh, I'm excited to talk about these two episodes. Unfortunately, guys, I actually didn't catch these two this week, so my, my conversation might be a little limited. I just remember these two, so uh, it'll be mostly y'all. But um, shout out to the live chat, FlyFlip87, Daniel, Drew, Ivan Soto. I, love, I know you love hearing your name, Ivan Soto, so I'm saying it again, Ivan <laughs> Soto. And uh, let's have an awesome show. Thank you, Ryan. And of course, I will be here with you guys as well. My name's Eric Jewell, and I'm your local firebending master. All right, so today we're going to be talking about episodes 15 and 16, Batu of the Water Tribe. Pretty phenomenal episode. And then also The Deserter, one of a little bit of a slower episode, but a very important episode building up later on in the series. All right, so. As always, we are just going to be talking about these episodes. Elgin, fortunately, is not here today. He'll be back next week, though. And even though he is the one who has not seen the show before, we are trying not to spoil anything for anybody in the comments. Also, when Elgin watches the playback, we don't want to ruin this for him, everybody. So please, no spoilers in the live chats or in the comments. So thank you in advance for that. All right. So today, we're going to go through our episodes. We'll do our favorite segment, Bingo. And then Gunner is also going to be shouting out some people who left us some five-star reviews on iTunes later on in the episode, guys. So if you want to hear your name shouted out on the show, leave us a five-star review and we will read it on air. All right, Gunner, are you ready to get into these episodes? Absolutely. All right, so jumping into it, guys. Episode 15, Fatso of the Water Tribe. I really like this episode, mainly because, Gunner, you and I talked about this a little beforehand we finally see some more people and adults from the Water Tribe. Uh, Sokka and Katara, they are with Aang, and they find a couple different items that are from the Water Tribe. They find a hunting knife, and they find a boat, specifically a boat from their dad's fleet, who they haven't seen in two years. Gunner, that is, that's a significant amount of time. Also, in the flashbacks in this episode, Sokka seems a lot younger than just two years from what he is in the current timeline. Am I wrong? Okay, that's what I thought too, because as major fans, we've seen flashbacks before, and I feel like this was definitely way, it was only two years, he looked significantly younger. And so that question's, because what, he's supposed to be like 14, and Aang is 12, and Suko's 16? I believe... I believe Zuko's 16, Sokka is about 15, I think Katara's 13 or 14, and then Aang is the only one who we know for a fact he is 12. Right, 
Yeah, 112, actually. But <laughs> You're right. Bato, I loved his name. It's like I heard it because I'm a huge fan of the yeah. Bato legend and the Bato dog. And I was just like, yeah, that's awesome. And the whole, everything about his character seems really cool. So he was a really fun one to um, get to watch again. But yeah, it always stands out to me when I watch this. And I'm like, oh, Sokka looks a lot younger than just two years younger in this flashback. Yeah. He, he grew up very quickly. All right, but getting back to it, we find out that Bato had been wounded when they were trying to fight the war. And he's been staying at this, uh, what do they call it? An abbey, right? He's been staying in an abbey for a little while ever since he got injured. And the rest of the Water Nation men, they had to go on and leave him behind. So he's kind of just been sitting by himself a lot. But this is a big moment for Sokka and Katara because they haven't seen anybody else from their tribe who had been gone for the war in at least two years. And this is probably the closest connection they have to have seeing their dad in the past two years as well. So it was a very emotional moment for the two of them. And you kind of really feel bad for Aang later in this episode, because since they haven't seen Bato in two years, they're naturally just catching up. They're telling stories of their dad with him. And Aang is kind of just pushed off to the side for a little bit. Like, I kind of felt bad for him. Like, yeah, you have been traveling with them for a long time, but you don't know them as well as someone like Bato does, who had watched them grow up. No. Yeah, so that kind of feels- Definitely, it's someone- no, you can go ahead. Culture. Exactly. It's on their culture. They are going to resonate more. Ang Ang has been gone for hundreds. He doesn't even know about the war and the pain that's caused. So this is someone yeah. that is in their timeline, basically, and their culture. It's gonna. They're naturally going to resonate with them. Yeah, and also Ang is also a very young kid. He doesn't hasn't as much uh, had as much experience with this. So naturally, he is going to feel a little let down and kind of left uh, left behind by these two, especially when he hears Bato saying that he is going to be getting information about where their father is and other men from their tribe. And if they want to, Bato said, I will bring you to go and see your father. And this is when Aang is like, oh crap, I'm losing the only two friends I have. And he walks out of the tent. Of course, as soon as Aang walks out of the tent, that's when Sokka is like, we would love to go, but we need to get Aang to the North Pole. Aang is their number one priority. And it makes me very upset because Aang should know that he is their number one priority. So him walking away at this moment, it's just like, oh, you just don't really believe in them that much right now. Which also makes it much worse when Aang gets the information from an earthbender soldier about where their father is and he hides it. He hides the information from Katara and Sokka on where their father is. Gunnar, do you, do you at all sympathize with the decision that Aang made? Or is this just completely, no, this is completely wrong of you to have done? Well, one part that does bug me is that Aang didn't even try speaking up in that moment. Yes, he obviously didn't feel comfortable almost speaking because it was kind of as if you're watching a ceremonial process and a cultural experience and it's not your culture, so you don't feel like you can speak in. But... Even Katara and Sokka didn't even acknowledge that he did leave, which obviously they were distracted, but he should have waited and assumed the best of people, which does mean that Avatar is, can be hard. I'm not surprised that I made that decision because obviously he doesn't want to lose his only, he's the only two people he knows in this world. These are the only exactly. people in the world. This is his nation now. But because I know this is kind of bad, he could have just said like, oh, hey guys, like I found this just today. I bumped into an Earth Nation messenger. He could have said he found it like later and said, oh, we're getting ready to leave though. And like, well, we gotta go. Bye. Come on, Sokka. Come on, Katara. Let's 
going. Got the North Pole to find. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think it was wrong of them of him to hide this information. But also, when you found out when, because later on they do a rite of passage for Sokka where he has to try and do these ice dodging, even though they don't have any ice anywhere, so they're just dodging. dodging a bunch of rocks at this point. Uh, Bato gives him the symbol of someone. He's an honorary southern water uh tribe person now and he has the symbol of someone they trust and i think that is mostly what pushed ang over the edge to be like hey you shouldn't trust me because i hid this huge secret from you guys but no i agree with you gunner he could have easily just been like oh yeah this earth kingdom soldier came up to me earlier and gave me this to for you guys here you go but again it's part of the avatar's job he needs to try and keep the balance also, I don't think having that big of a lying avatar would have been a great idea. But um, actually, Ivan Soto in the chat has a very good point that we agree with right now. Uh, he says, Ang's a 12-year-old, a kid with no life experience, so his reaction, while annoying, makes sense. And that's, I think, where both of you and I are kind of mm -hmm. at this point right now. Yeah. So going to the Zuko side of the story, we get new character, June, who is amazing and just kicks all kind of earth kingdom and fire kingdom butt so mm -hmm. we have iroh and zuko just sitting on their boat and suddenly june comes on with this huge what kind of creature is this a combination oh, of do you so know i was so hoping you're wait what it's a combination of or what the creature is called the creature is called a sheer shoe Thank do you, you okay. know what it's a combination of though because i do not My have any ideas have to be i'm assuming just because of the tracking ability i want to say bloodhound but I'm assuming some mm -hmm. kind of anteater, not, I guess, mole. I feel like they're big with their badgers and mole-like creatures. So I'm going to go I with agree. that. I agree. I had thought something scheme. along anteaters as well. Yeah. It has like the coloring scheme and build of the um, badger moles that we see later. So I was going with that right. a bit. Mm -hmm. But that, that creature is absolutely insane. It's one of the oh, coolest it's amazing. ones of this whole series. So what the creature is called, guys, is called a sheer shoe. And it sees through scent. So it is, I guess it would be the best tracker mm -hmm. in the show, really. So June finds a stowaway on Zuko's boat. And later on, Zuko goes, hunts her down. And conveniently, Zuko still has Katara's mother's necklace. So he uses that to have the Shirshu track Aang and everybody. And that's where we get our big final battle at the end. But before that happens, the gang looks like they're splitting up a little bit here, don't they? Because once Sokka and Katara, specifically Sokka, once Sokka finds out that Aang hid that map, Sokka's like, no, I am not going to the North Pole with you. Go on your own. I'm going to find my father. And I knew it was coming because I'd seen it before. But even when Katara agrees with Sokka there, I'm just like, oh, wow. Aang is like completely alone. Like that is... That's so, so upsetting to me because he's, they are the only family he knows anymore. So it's just heartbreaking for them to just leave him. Understandably, they made the call I probably would have made as well if someone hid that big of information from me, but still actually heartbreaking to see. But Sokka and Katara, they start their journey with Bato to go and find their father and they both realize this isn't what we should be doing. We need to help Aang. And they make the right call. Unfortunately, that call gets them captured by Zuko, Iroh, and June. And yeah, we got our big finale fight with 
I I think this is some pretty good fighting, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I always love the effects that they do whenever Aang's airbending interacts with Zuko's firebending. I love the little sparks that it makes and just how it, like, dissipates, like, in the wind like that. It is so clever. You had to say something? This episode, this is our first... Um... This is our first true example of everybody can be offensive as well because we kind of just yes. described everybody as much more not defensive but uh, redirection. This is completely offensive airbending and using your own force, the own enemy's forces against them. So it's very beneficial in that way. And we see what happens when you mix some really strong air with some really strong firebending. Yes, and we also we get Appa coming in like a oh, tank I was gonna say that next. just Thank to you. fight the sheer shoe. That because was amazing. I was just like, this was really a tag team battle between Nal, is it Nala or Naga? I Nala, believe it's I Naga. Naga. Naga and Zuko versus Appa and Aang. It was very, very cool. I thought it was very exciting to see Appa show off his airbending skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then one thing we have to point out is that the sheer shoe, if it hits you with its tongue, it's got a spiked uh, tip at the end, you get paralyzed. Not for a super long time. It seems like probably like an hour or so. And the sheer shoe starts hitting Appa left and right with his tongue. But Appa is massive. So it takes quite a lot before Appa can go down. But I just love that they actually give Appa something to do in this Mm -hmm. fight. Because normally, Appa just comes in at the very last minute to just give a quick little rescue to Aang in the group. But I actually love that he is a fighter in this episode. He's a protector. Exactly. He is Zhang's uh, spirit guide. It is amazing. So long story short, shocker. Aang in the group wins, and Aang manages to get back Katara's necklace from Zuko. And he gets a kiss from Katara at the very end as well to give to, granted, to give the kiss to Zuko later because Aang said, Zuko gave me this necklace to give back to you. But still a kiss for them right there. Uh, Gunner, do you have any last thoughts on this episode before we go into bingo? Just a very good episode, and I'm very excited to see what Bingo reels for us because I have some guesses of what I think Bingo's results will be. All right. Okay. So, yeah, let's jump right into it then. Do you think we got Bingo? And anybody in the chat as well, if you think we got Bingo this episode, shout it out. Gunner will read off some of your answers right now. So, for myself, I do not believe we got Bingo because if my calculations are correct, we should be one short on a certain row that I'll let you reveal to um, to our viewers. But very upset because we are almost done with the season and not on bingo so yes you're right i do not think that we have gotten a single bingo in this season as of yet yeah so anyway ryan if you want to pull up the board this week we did not get bingo this week unfortunately uh gunner which uh which block did you think we were close to getting a bingo with that very last row, because those gullible fire, fire Nation troops were not there. If yep. they would have been, we would have had a bingo. No, you are, you are correct with that, yes. Okay, if I'm looking at this correctly, then you did miss one, though, on bingo, because um, Sokka did say run when they ran. So technically, we did have a literal action. You're right. I did miss that one. You are correct there. I missed that one. Well, I'll have to add that in for next time. Yeah. All right. So I mean, for our. Close. Yeah, you're right. We are still not <laughs> close with that one. Uh, so for our iTunes listener, we have our bingo board here. We got five different rows. I'm going to quickly read off what each row is and what we got on each row as well. Row one, we had water bending this episode. They do it while they are 
perfume bending at the end to get rid of some of the, to mix in some of the smells. And they also uh, do it while they are trying to ride the boat throughout all the rocks. We have Ang in Disguise, which we did not get this week. Unfortunately, we did not get the Cabbage Man again. We got Zuko angry because anytime Zuko's on screen, he's practically angry in season one. And we did not get any earth bending either. Row two, completely blank. Oh, you're, no, you're right. We had Sokka scream out what he was about to do. We did not get Roku. We did not have Zuko talking about his honor. The bison whistle was not used. And even though the necklace did show up, Katara did not talk about her mother. Was curious about that. I was wondering if you're going to count that or not. No, she didn't talk about her mother. So I was like, nah, we'll fair leave point, it off this point, time. Fair point, fair point. Row three, we have an angry Katara. We have all four elements being bended. Neither of those happened in this episode. We have our free space. We had a new character with June. And we have lightning bending, which again, didn't happen this episode. Row four, we have Zuko mocked, which he surprisingly wasn't. I really thought I June mocked him in this episode, but I guess I was wrong. Uh, we have- well, just call him names. Just call him names. But that's oh, really you mocked. might be right. Mm, either way, still can get us a bingo, though. Yeah, no. we have Iroh drinking tea, which it was the first thing we saw of him in this episode because we hadn't seen that in a while, actually. Really? Did, no, we haven't seen him drinking tea in a while, actually. I yeah, I noticed that specifically in this episode. Uh, we did not have an Avatar state. We did not have Boomerang being used, and we did not have Yip Yip being said. And on our final row, we had Firebending. We had a new animal with the Sheer Shoe. We did not have a gullible Fire Nation soldier. We did have a flashback. This one was Sokka's this time, which I think might have been the first only Sokka flashback that we had this season. Because everything else has been either Katara or Aang. We have a, a, we've, we've had a solo Katara one, right? Or just the I two believe of them. so. Or it might have just been the two of them, yeah. But then also hmm. finishing out, we did have our airbending. Lots so, of it. Unfortunately, we, yeah, lots of it this episode. Unfortunately, we did not get bingo this week. All right, so now we are going to go into our iTunes review. Gunner, I know we got a five-star review on iTunes. So everyone, if you want to hear your name and your review shouted out for us on air, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out there and we'll read your review for you guys. Gunner, go ahead. All right. I am so grateful we have another Sozin's Comments. That's right. If you want to get involved with us on social media, use the hashtag Sozin's Comments, S-O-Z-I-N, C-O-M-M-E-N-T-S. But for our most recent five-star review, I want to give a huge shout-out to Kira CT15, who is just along joining us like Elgin. We're watching it for the very first time. She's loving the show and love hearing all of us great hosts. Thank you, Kira. Talk about the show and point out stuff she didn't even notice, along with being so surprised she took so long to get into the show. But we're so happy to have you here. Kira, if you're listening, we want to know what Avatar Nation would you be in? Yes, thank you, Gunnar, and thank you, Kira. That was amazing, guys. If you want your, if you want Gunnar to read your review on air, give us a five star review, and we'll read it out for you guys. All right, oh, Gunnar, are you, are you ready to talk about episode sixteen, the deserter? It's getting hot in here, guys. Let's get into this. <laughs> All right, so episode sixteen, we start out. The group is going into a Fire Nation village during a fire festival. I guess they. They might be an evil nation, but they still need to have fun, I guess. And we mm-hmm. quickly see that there are wanted signs up for Aang. Like, word is now spreading around the Fire Nation that he is a danger to them. Might not actually be a danger, but that's how they, that's how they see him, really. All right, so mm-hmm. they plan to go into the village, and Aang, unsurprisingly, 
kind of just outs himself as the avatar in front of everybody by just doing some airbending because he believes that Katara is in danger. Gunner, Aang needs to do better when he is in disguise. Am I wrong? You know, that kid, I don't know how he was not captured, like actually captured and taken to Fire Nation jail or ward, whatever you want to call it, because that boy has got the impulse control of a squirrel. Like, they are doing a performance on the stage. The Fire Nation performer is not just going to burn Katara like well, this. It's the Fire Nation. We don't really know. It is the Fire Nation. We don't really know. I, yeah, you might not be wrong. But while the group is going throughout this village, we notice there is a guy following them. And as soon as Aang reveals himself, the group goes on the run, being chased by a bunch of soldiers throughout this village. And the masked guy gets them to follow him. And... We had our bison whistle blown for this part. Appa again coming in for the rescue. Appa takes our heroes and this extra guy who I believe his name is Chu. Is that how you pronounce his name? I'm pretty sure. I think so. Thought it was. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. But he tells the group that he is the second ever person to desert from the Fire Nation army. And he tells them of this legendary firebender, Zhang Zhang, who thinks, hey, Let's bring him, let's bring Ang to Zhang Zhang, see what he will make of him. And Ang's like, oh wow, this could be my first ever firebending master. Zhang Zhang does not want to teach Ang. And I kind of understand the reasoning. He tells Ang straight up, you do not have the discipline to learn firebending yet. You haven't fully mastered water. You have not even started Earth. I'm not going to jump ahead and teach you any firebending, especially you're not listening when I tell you not to come in. You're not listening when I tell you to relax. You have no discipline. Why would I try and teach you? Do you agree with how Zhang Zhang sees this? Or should you be like, hey, this is the avatar. He needs to learn his firebending. Where, where do you stand with this, Gunner? Definitely. This topic was always, growing up as a kid, always confused me, like first watching it. And even now I still, I don't know if we, other than Katara first saying the, you need water, earth, fire, air. And obviously being an airbender, he had some natural learning of it. They never gave an exact reason or cause and effect of if you learn earthbending, then air, then fire and water, nature will go out of balance. So that was one problem that always kind of bugged me, that there was never a definite reason of why it has to be done like this other than simply tradition. But yeah, as a 12-year-old, I wouldn't trust any 12-year-old to with fire powers. And as we learn in this episode, you should not trust Aang with firebending. But yes. I actually kind of agree with Sokka here because Sokka is saying, hey, we don't know who this Zhang Zhang is. He, was, he used to be an admiral in the Fire Nation army. Why are we trusting him? And if I had had the experiences with like the Fire Nation, the war is going on and everything, I would probably be with Sokka here being like, hey, we don't know who this guy is. He could just immediately turn us over. So mm-hmm. I understand where Sokka is coming in, but we get Avatar Roku scares Zhang Zhang into teaching him, into teaching Aang how to do firebending, which I loved. I thought that was a brilliant use to have Roku come in. He says, I have, I've mastered the elements thousands of times for thousands of years. You will teach me, which also kind of seemed a little out of place for Roku. Roku, as far as I can remember, was never someone to just force someone to do anything like this. 
So this was definitely more of a Kiyoshi type thing. I, darn it, I was gonna make that joke. I was like, this is more of a Kiyoshi moment. Yes, this is definitely like, a Kiyoshi. I will drop you into the earth if you've not changed my form, my new self, air firebending. But our chat does have a lot of good points because I love the comment that uh, Daniel Drew made saying that wa learning water that flows and earth that grounds you both help with controlling fire. Yeah, and we see Zhang Zhang, he has a very good amount of knowledge when it comes to this different type of bending. We, he has Aang trying to control his breathing, which we know he says is the core of fire bending. Also, Iroh tells Zuko mm -hmm, that a couple episodes that. ago too. So we know controlling your breath helps you control your fire bending. He helps Aang do the wide stance, which is much more of an earth bending move mm -hmm. than a fire bending one. So Aang and Iroh are not the only ones who are aware of how other nations use their bending. Zhang Zhang is pretty up to date with this too. But Aang quickly starts getting very annoyed with everything that Zhang Zhang's telling him to do because he's not exactly teaching Aang how to firebend. He's more teaching him kind of the rudimentary basics of how you should start everything. And Aang is like, no, I need to learn this now. But he finally wises up, calms down a little bit. And Zhang Zhang lights a leaf on fire, says, do not let this burn. Aang lets it burn. And he goes crazy with this firebending. Katara's trying to talk him down and he burns Katara, like kind of severely too. And Sokka loses his mind on Aang. Like that was probably the most scared of Sokka I had been in this season. Like you Absolutely. burned his little sister. That was crazy. Uh, you've hurt his family, especially it being firebending that took that hurt his sister. But it did lead us to a very extreme and very fascinating, important um, revelation about Katara's waterbending abilities. Yes, so we quickly learn after Katara gets burned, she puts her hands in the water, that Katara is a healer, which is apparent. I didn't think it was that rare in waterbending. I had thought most waterbenders could do it, but apparently it is rare. Was that just it's something more, I missed? It's more of her natural ability to. It's kind of that I think any mm. waterbender can learn to heal how she naturally can. And as we see at the end of the episode, she could just put water on his arm and leave it there and let it heal from a distance. She naturally has yeah. that ability in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it didn't help her when Sokka put two hooks in his finger, but... That, this, the ending of this episode might be oh one gosh. of my favorites, where Sokka's Fantastic. just listing the injuries that he has gotten that Katara could have helped him out with. I think that is such a good part on the writer's part there. But um, we actually find out that Zhao is right on the Avatar's tail, which is kind of surprising because we hadn't seen him in a while, and we had seen Zuko in the last episode was at the same place as the Avatar. So Xiao must have been right behind Zuko to figure all this out and to like find out where Aang actually is. But we also exactly. learn that Xiao used to be a student of Zhang Zhang's. And Zhang Zhang gives Aang some very good advice that my old student, Zhao, had no self-control. He would just burn things. He does not know restraint. And what do we know? Zhao comes and tries to fight Zhang 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 straight up disappears in a column of fire. We never see that move used again. I feel like that move could be very useful for a lot of people when they're trying to fight the Avatar, and it is never used again. Because they're not patient and they're not masters of firebenders like Zhang Zhang is. You think you want to see Zhao, I almost forgot his name for a second, Zhao just calmly just control his firebending? No, he's way too aggressive. Yeah, which we very blatantly see in this episode. 
Ang remembers Zhang Zhang's message saying Zhao has no temp has an awful temper and no patience. And I don't even think Ang airbends once except to jump over Zhao a couple of times. And he just gets Zhao to burn his entire fleet of mm -hmm. his like river ships. And what do we know? There's not really much more to the episode after that. Mm -hmm. Ang kind of just walks away from Zhao and Appa really flies away with the group. So kind of an interesting slash weird ending for me. The only thing we have that really matters in the end is Katara heals Ang's arm. It's kind of the end of this episode. Do you have anything else you really want to add to this episode, except for the Just, fact that Zhang Zhang is amazing? Well, that took the, those words out of my mouth. But a very important episode to show the culture that goes into firebending and the culture of war. Yes, and I would say the most important thing that we get from this episode is Ang swears off firebending. There is a moment in this episode where, after Ang burns Katara, he says, "I will never firebend again," and I'm like, buddy. <laughs> I don't care what your feelings are. You need to learn how to firebend. You're going to burn a lot of people, most likely, but you need to learn how to do it. Yes. I do want to shout out Aaron Sims for his great quote from the show of Aang saying, I've been breathing for hours. And Zhang Zhang saying, you want to stop breathing? I think Zhang Zhang has more good one-liners in this episode than most characters do in the entire series. Oh, Absolutely. He's already beat Sokka out for most of the season, for sure. Yes. Although most of Sokka's really good one-liners come in in the very last minute where he's just doing, oh, you could have helped me out with this injury, this injury, all these years ago. All right, so do you have any last thoughts before we jump into bingo real quick? No, because I want to know what we've got bingo this, with this episode. All right, how close do you think we were to bingo in this episode? Oh, this one was even worse, I think. Really? You think this was worse? Well, we don't have earthbending, and that takes out at least two. So that takes out the four elements and earthbending from being yeah. available. All right. So you're right. We didn't. Ryan, if you can bring up the bingo board for episode 16, we were actually very close again. If we had gotten an angry Katara, we would have had our bingo for this episode. Oof. All right. So we had waterbending because Katara is practicing her waterbending in the background, also with her healing. We had Ang in disguise, which might be my favorite disguise that he does in this show. Just pulls his hood up, goes, Sokka's just straight up. Yeah, like a completely different person until they get the masks, obviously. On line two, we have Avatar Roku. He makes an appearance again for after a while. We have the bison whistle being used to try and rescue them from the village. We have our free space. We get new character with Zhang Zhang and uh, what was his name? Chu? right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Chu. We have Zuko mocked. Zuko wasn't even in the episode, and Aang just starts mocking him to Zhao's face. Just saying, oh, I thought you'd be better than Zuko, buddy. Zuko's not even here to defend himself. Let him live. I don't tell you work in a fireman anymore. Yeah, and then you're just gonna mock him. Gross. <laughs> All right, and then we have our firebending, obviously. We have Zhao. Lots of firebending. We had some gullible Fire Nation soldiers, more kind of just being dumb this time like the people in the village thinking that Zhao cares about how their celebration went he just wants to know where the avatar was and we also have airbending just big huge jump that Aang does I don't really think he airbends in this episode besides for that mm. yeah oh well well and it's the fire dancing the fire dance oh you are correct yeah all right well that about wraps it up for us today guys Gunnar do you have anything else you want to shout out from the chat before we do our uh, sign-offs 
Big shout out to Ivan, so Ivan Soto, Daniel Drew. Thank you so much, Ivan Soto, one more time, because clearly he's a huge fan. Aaron Sims, liked your comment, love the quoting. And make sure if you guys want to keep in touch with all of us on social media, use the hashtag Sozin's Comments, S-O-Z-I-N-C-O-M-M-E-N-T-S. Yes. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Gunner, where can people find you online so they can keep the conversation going? On all social media platforms, you can find me at the Gunner Thomas, and you can find me on the 100 After Show every Thursday. And our fantastic producer, Ryan, where can the people find you? You can find me at Ryan Nilsson, R-Y-N-I-L-S-C-N on Twitter and at Ryan Nilsson on. <laughs> you can find him at, at Ryan Nilsson, R-Y-N-I-L-S-C-N. Oh, oh, you guys couldn't hear me. Sorry, I was on mute. I was on mute. Yes, I believe that is where... My bad, guys. I was on mute for you, I think. Uh, yeah, it's at uh, Ryan Nelson okay. on Twitter and at Ryan Nelson on Instagram. Uh, and yeah, just, just keep, uh, keep water bending. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. And you guys can find Elgin online. I believe he's just at Elgin Ball on Twitter and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And you guys can find me online at EricJewel11 on Instagram instagram and twitter keep the conversation going with us thank you guys so much for tuning in please stay safe out there we know it's a crazy time right now and we will see you guys next week for episode 17 and 18 so then see you guys later our founder kevin undergaro and me maria menounos would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz tv remember we're not just the first we're the biggest in the world and we're the only destination for all your favorite tv shows whatever you crave we've got it so go to afterbuzztv.com and check out our lineup Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.